Hello. Ah, right. I'm, I can see in the distance of a, of a nice French lush mountain. I've got this competitor running towards the checkpoint, and I'd, and I'd better put down this pizza that I'm eating on the aid station. It's, it's, it's Damien. It's Damien Hall. How are you, mate? Hi. <laughs> oh, good. I like the, yeah, I like the heavy breathing of you just arriving. So, yeah, that listeners... was just hearing, hearing your uh, dulcet Welsh tones uh, yeah, I have... bring, brings me into a state of heavy breathing. I have that effect um, on, <laughs> on people <laughs> normally at the finishing line. Oh, um, yeah, so Damien, Damien Hall, um, for everybody that um, is listening, if you just want to do a quick intro, anybody who's just arriving at Earth for the first time that hasn't heard of, of Damien, yeah, if you could just uh, say a quick word, a quick few words, and then I'll elaborate on that as well, buddy. Uh, yeah, well, firstly, uh, hello, Hugh. Uh, thanks for letting me into your aid station. Um, <laughs> is there any tea? Right, I'll just put it on now. I'll, I'll thank just you, put thank you. Good. Right, right. Let's, good, let's good. It. I'm happy now, uh, or it will be when I get when I can slurp some down. Uh, my name's Damien Hall. I'm I've just turned 44. Uh, I'm two, and I sort of discovered running in what about nine nine years ago, um, probably as part of a midlife crisis, and I just uh, totally fell in love with it, I suppose, and quickly discovered you didn't have to run on roads; you could run on muddy trails and that you could run forever and ever and do really long races that really hurt a lot but felt really really satisfying um and that's about it really hello hey hi good I'm, i've got <laughs> you I've, I've, I've got your tea i've got your nice tea and then oh, um, thank you in terms of your history uh with any athletics and so on before you became an ultra runner did you have any or was it just one day that's it i'm i'm going for a run yeah um yeah I, i've never i've never done i've never kind of run on a track or or done any running training but i did i did used to play a lot of football i loved football um i actually yeah way back at school i remember doing cross country um for the first time ever and i was in like we had quite a big school i think we had eight classes in the year and i remember finishing in the top 10 in my first one of them uh, this is when i was i guess 15 14 and thinking oh oh this is quite fun i'm quite i'm okay at this um but then cross country really wasn't a thing and running athletics that wasn't really wasn't a thing at my school. It was in the Cotswolds and it was all rugby or football. Um, so I didn't. Yeah. And when it got to sixth form, I remember the faster kids, you know, they found cigarettes and cider. So they weren't so interested in Hello. running. <laughs> and I was a bit slow. I was a bit slower to discover those things, yeah. which I did discover later. Um, but so I did start winning some cross country races, um, like just into school meets, you know, um, yeah. But I never really took it much further. And then I just, yeah, I just always loved football. It, football seemed more exciting to me. And I was rubbish at football. Um, I was like a sub for the school team and stuff. You know, I wasn't any good. Um, but like, but I did also enjoy, but I would play like three times a week. And I might run once in that week to stay foot for football. And then I also really loved long distance hiking. Ah, so right, okay. I did a lot of like in Britain. I've done coast to coast and the Pennine Way, and abroad I've walked to like Everest Base Camp and uh, the Inca Trail and lots of treks in New Zealand. Um, so I loved that aspect of being out in the hills in lumpy places, you know, for days at a time if possible. So I just didn't know there was a thing called ultra running or or, or fell running or whatever. Um, so when I realised there was a thing called that, I was very excited indeed. I suppose. Oh, fantastic! And then um, you know, you're not one of these people who are. Like, well, Killing John, it's now a dad, but, you know, you're, you're a parent, you juggle all your adventures and, you know, your, 
your journalism and so on. How do you manage to do that for everybody that's starting the year with a bag full of excuses saying, oh, I can't do that, <laughs> I can't do this, you know? What, what would you say to them? Um, I guess... Uh... I mean, ultimately, you do make time for things if you really want to do them. Uh, I mean, the classic example, I mean, it's a lot easier now. My children are five and eight um, and, and, yeah, they do sleep through the night and, and they're a lot easier to kind of entertain in the day and stuff. But the classic example is, uh, I mean, Jasmine Paris, oh. she trained really hard. Her daughter was around 12 months, I think, 14 months when she did the spine. Ooh. So she had but she would get up at five every morning, you know, getting a good run. And then she was... Mm working hard you know studying for phd and she had a daughter to look after and i feel like she was you know doing it harder than me neither of us actually have televisions which i wonder is some some uh important thing but i, I do waste a lot of time on social media but yeah i think you 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 know if you want to do something you, you you can find time for it and there isn't really in most people's cases there isn't really a good enough excuse so i, I i've you know i still quite often get up at six sometimes five even four o'clock to get a long run in not not super regularly because i do value my sleep and and, and mm. try and catch up on that but really if people want to you know there's not really a good enough excuse and i i, I mean i mean that in the politest possible way no but um... <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you 100 percent. if you've got a big enough reason you'll you, you'll guess it because i um I, well before we leave the checkpoint what would be say arriving at a checkpoint what would be your go-to drink food or so on or does that vary are you Ooh. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, I see my races 50 miles and below, um, uh, or tiddlers, as I think Don Ritchie used to call them. Um, <laughs> I, I, they are more kind of, um, they're Fun faster runs. races. <laughs> but they're, they're faster races, so it is more of the sugary stuff for me. Mm. Um, so I am overindulging in probably, you know, chocolatey treats and, and sort of um, drinks with maybe, you know, mountain fuel or something in. Um, but when it comes to UTMB or, or 100 milers races where you'll be out all night and a long time, I, I do try and get more real foods in. That might be, um, well, I really, it's an ongoing experiment. I really eat lots of different things, um, but it might be a handful of, uh, I, I like some salty nuts that, you know, don't put that on Twitter on it on its own. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, sandwich, what sandwiches do I like? I'll eat all sorts. I, I, I generally am quite lucky. I'm someone who can go into an aid station and, and just help us, you know, fill my boots so to speak mm. um i'll eat lots um i mean yeah lots of chocolate if i'm honest that overlaps between i think the 50 miler and the 100 miler i think you can uh, i'll have lots of that in both um and do you ever get any stomach issues i know this is a big one for a lot of runners they seem to um get stomach issues but you sound as if you just go in fill your boots and then just leave <laughs> i kind of do um uh, yeah people start to hate me now i no, i've had one I've had one really bad stomach episode and, and I think it was a combination of it was a really hot day. This will probably sound familiar to people. It was a really hot day. I turned up to the race late. Uh, so I was and still telling myself I could win it. So I was running, you know, quite hard and it was quite hilly as well. So you've got three things going on there. Your body's trying to cool you down. It's trying to help you up the hills and it's trying to digest mm. all the flapjacks and sweeps I was shoving in. Um, and it tends to, you know, I've read about it a lot since then. It tends to reject the tummy stuff and concentrate on the other two things. It seems them, sees them as more important. So I think that's what happened to me that day. And maybe I downed a load of unflat coke as well, which was maybe wasn't wasn't ideal at the time. Um, so that's only the real bad episode I've had that really, you know, really ruined my race kind of thing. Mm. Of course, I've had moments where you, um, I don't think I've ever actually been sick on a race, but I, I um you know, you have moments where you feel rubbish and usually it's just patient, slowing down, being patient, trying different foods. Sometimes you're a bit dehydrated as well and that can take your 
hunger away to a bit of that um just trying different foods i think and and yeah if you've been on the gels you know try some real foods um that type of stuff but often just it's patience and slowing yeah. down i think yeah patience i think is a is a, is a big one and understanding understanding yourself and so i met you well for the first and only time although i stalk you regularly <laughs> um, on social media, uh, the marathon de Sables 2017, where wow, what a year that was for races, and that was completely different for yourself. Had you done any um overseas hot races before, or was that your first sort of? Um, yeah, I, I had done actually the coastal challenge in Costa Rica, uh, uh right. was that the year before, maybe, but yeah, I still don't. I mean, I had a cracking time out there, and you know, very memorable to, memorable to meet you and and lots of other people. Um, 13th. I did it. You did really well. You got third, and that was the year that Tom Evans just yeah exploded. Um, yeah, yeah. I kind of came. In, I finished the first day thinking I was second or third British male home, thinking, "Oh, yeah. that's not a bad start." And then everyone was talking about this top, mysterious Tom Evans. Uh, so me and Andy Simmons had to go and find out who he was. Not you know, we weren't we weren't trying to duff him up. We were quite friendly, but we were like, we're like, who are you? Because because um, for everybody that doesn't know, because like you for the elites, you start the long stage. How many hours after? everyone else oh it might even be up to four i think yeah two, two or four yeah yeah because i think it was like you you guys had started four hours after we'd started and you whizzed past me just as my contact lenses were were melting out of my, <laughs> melting out of my eyes and it was like a pat on the shoulder it was like hey that's david hey like this and then it's like oh hang on i've got the rest of the day in the desert but no um i thought you did brilliantly well yeah but what did you think of that experience yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's definitely a race that divides opinion uh, in our in our scene. Um, yeah. I, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, but what I really enjoyed was the was the tent life, I suppose, hanging around. No one had their phones with them. You couldn't yeah. go and really check. You could go and check one email a day. No, send one email a day, but you couldn't check your own emails. So it was almost pointless. So we didn't spend all that time on screens, and we just sat around and did this weird thing. Uh, that apparently our ancestors did called um, talking, yes. uh, and it was it was quite strange <laughs> at first, but we we kind of got used to it, and and actually that was really lovely, and um, yeah, still got some good friends from that race. That aspect of it I loved. Um, yeah, I mean it's a hugely expensive race, and you know it obviously isn't as tough as it as it likes to claim, but mm. it was it's still an incredible experience. Um, so yeah, no, it's still still good memories. And talking of toughest race, what what where would you put your toughest race stamp on now this can be at any state of your running career from when you first started to right now what what, what would you say was the hardest because you've done spine you've done utmb you've done you know the mozart 100 you've done well and independent challenges what would you say is your toughest um, that you've done I, I think it still is it is the spine i think mm. I've, I've done it twice i did it quite quite early on as well i think it was only my fifth race um, so I was quite new to the sport, but in a way that helped me that kind of um, willful naivety of like, <laughs> I'm probably not ready for this, but let's give it a go. <laughs> um, and, you know, it hurt. Yeah. Um, but it was yeah, wonderful experience, really. Like and I, I straight away wanted to do it again. Um, I think because everyone's kind of incredibly tired and, and stressed and, and vulnerable and fragile, you just build these bonds with people quicker. And I've got like my my child's sort of guide father. I met him on the spine. Various. I've been to people's weddings. I've been from the spine. Like yeah. I've, people I've met there have become like my best friends, really. Um, so it's a really uh, incredible event. Um, and I think just the, the madness of it attracts people, um, mm. whether it's to do it or to watch it or to volunteer. And the volunteers are just incredible there. You know, they're giving up a whole week and stuff. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, but yeah, that, that was really hard. Um, I hadn't really done anything, you know, sleep deprivation stuff before and obviously got, yeah, more physically uncomfortable than I had been before. So that was, but then I, I got through it and I kind of, that made me think, well, I, yeah, I still haven't DNF'd an ultra marathon. And I think it's partly because that race was so tough that I always think, well, was it as tough as that spine race? No, it isn't. So, you know, man up and get on with it kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got that, you've so, got that as a, as yeah, a marker. Yeah. Tough but satisfying. And I'm, I'm just on your website, all the notes for uh, uh, Damien will be in the uh, At The Checkpoint uh, podcast, but I'm just on your website now. It's and... all lies, Hugh. It's all lies. It's Don't all believe lies. any of it. Yeah. It's all self-promotion. <laughs> Shameless. But there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing <laughs> wrong. Now, I, um, I'm on that and it's got, you know, a, um, a, a photo of, you know, chasing, chasing a dream. And it's got you in coming into the finish of UTMB. But I hadn't noticed before, you've got Nikki Spinks clapping you in. Um, there and I think that was that year 2000. And what, what year did you 2018? Um, was it fifth? Yeah, yeah. so I had, yeah, I had a, a bit of an unfair advantage. Um, on most of the other people, I had Nikki Spinks uh, crewing for me two, two years in a row, actually. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I felt very, very lucky. It was, I think, she, I'm pretty sure she volunteered, she was going to be out there anyway. And obviously, we're you know, we're both sponsored by Innovate, and she was part of the crew, so she kind of, I think, she, you know, she wanted to wanted to help me, and she was incredibly, yeah, dedicated to doing that and took it very seriously. Mm. Um, you know, much more seriously than I did, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know, she, she would, um, yeah, she wanted to, yeah, she was, yeah, much more thorough than I was. Um, and but I think just having someone that inspiring, you know, in your corner, you, you know, you come into the aid station and you can't really whinge about, you know, your toenail or, or you know, no. your, your your hurty hurty left buttock. Um, so just having her there, just you know, yeah, makes you up your game. I think so. As well as the practical help, um, it was just that insp- inspirational help as well. I think so. Yeah, I felt very very lucky about that. And kit wise, you mentioned Innovate, which is you know one of the go to. Uh, apparel uh, manufacturers. <laughs> what What's your favourite bit of Innovate kit that you use? Where you're putting it on, and you think, Ah, right, I've got these these bad boys on. Or is there quite a few bits of kit that you, you know, because they're they're, they're 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 bags and you know they're well the rock light are basically like glue on stones. Yeah. So what, <laughs> so yeah. What, well, what's your what's your what's your kit go to kit? Oh well. Um... Yeah, I, 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 my, my favorite shoe does change throughout the year. You know, like this time of year, like today, I was wearing mud claws because it's incredibly muddy around here in the Cotswolds, as it is most of the country, I think. But it was definitely a mud claw day. Yeah. Um, I love the cross talons because they're they're very minimal and you really like feel the ground, but you've got good grip. But when it comes around to sort of UTMB season or something, I'll, I'll be in like Terra Terra Ultras or, or Trail Talons because they're just a bit more cushioning, I suppose. Normally, I'd rather something minimal but but you know when you're running 100 miles you need a, well for me i need a little bit of cushioning um but i suppose that actually the probably a bit of kit i was in the brecon beacons yesterday and it was incredibly windy um i think it's 50 around 50 miles an hour gusts and um i was very very happy to have my storm shell on which is um a sort of medium weight mm. still quite a lightweight jacket but i was happy to be cowering inside that and sort of trying to hide from the hide from the elements and uh Still, uh, not look, yeah, being cowardly without looking yeah. too cowardly is, 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 is the trick there, I think. Yeah. And what, what, what was your well, because it's it was your third, is it, you've done it three times the UTMB now, haven't you? Well, what have you, uh, four, four actually, yeah, sorry, I got a bit, four, it became sorry. a bit of a problem, a bit of a problem for me, yeah. What's your training for UTMB? Do you go out to France, um, a bit earlier, or are you just training around Cotswolds and your, your, uh, your neck of the woods? 
Um, I think I think first thing to to do for the year is you, you just want to get as fit as you can without 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 any issues, without any niggles. Um, so it, to an extent, that doesn't you don't need to start hitting the hitting the lumps too early in the year. I don't think if mm. you know if you're yeah, you just want to build that build some great fitness, work on a bit of speed and strength. Um, and then maybe in sort of the two months beforehand, maybe if, if you've got a B race that complements it, maybe in sort of June or something, you might hit the hit the lumps a bit before that. But um, yeah, July, especially July. I mean, August, you, you don't want to be sort of um, August can be a bit late. You, you know, really, July is the month you want to get to the mountains. And for a lot of the Brits, they find, especially I did the first few times, it's the long descents that really smash your quads up. So you want to sort of try and practice on them as much as you can. Um, and yeah, power hiking as well. Um, you know, it is a hiking race to an extent. Um, and most importantly, practice practice eating cheese because there's lots of cheese in the aid stations, and that's my favourite part of the training. Fantastic, fantastic. We're we're lucky here. One of what is the uh, summer event, and we're sponsored by the local cheese, Dragon Cheese, uh, which is great. Ah. So I'm I'm just putting that little carrot in front of you there. That carrot of cheese. Um, <laughs> carrot of cheese. <laughs> oh um, yeah, no, I have been looking into your races. I, I will, I'll let you know if I can get if there's yeah. a useful B race well, there. Yeah. I, and also, I've seen you sniffing around Snowdon again because you did did what was your um, record attempt that you did just before Christmas? I, and you've been back as well. Yeah. I did. Um, so yeah. What happened uh, this year is I I never thought of myself as a as a fell runner because I don't really live near fells. Although yeah, I should mention I do I do manage to get to Brecon Beacons sometimes. Um, but yeah, I never considered myself a fell runner. It's not really something we talk about in the Cotswolds. Like we're, we're trail runners, I suppose, or multi-terrain races we do. Mm. Um, but what happened was I ended up supporting Nikki on her double paddy. Nikki Spinks, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, she's incredible. And then, what was her? What was the time for the double? Oh, flipping heck! I can't remember. It, it was like fifty. It was over fifty hours. Yeah. Like she was out for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just incredible. Like no one's even tried that before on the paddy. Um, and it is, yeah, it's harder than the Bob Graham. Um, so I, I and I've been out there supporting another friend, and then and then John Kelly, the American, came and came and did a, a round on it, and and I supported a bit of that. So I I suddenly realised, hold on, I've been on the paddy. Oh, and I did, I did my own paddy with a friend in March, but um, the weather came in and we didn't get around in 24 hours, actually. It was a bit longer than that. Um, so I'd been on it. I realised I'd been on it like four times in about six or eight months. And I kind of thought, well, I, actually, I know it quite well. And I thought, yeah. well, what? but I was, you know, I've never considered myself a fell runner and I've never thought of someone who goes for fell running records. But I just thought, well... Let's just have a go. Um, yeah. So I um, so I started off uh, on my own. Um, I did some drop boxes of, of food on, on some of the road, road crossings, and our mutual friend Michael. Uh, yeah, uh, was with you. Yeah, no, he he joined me just for the last lap, the last leg. Sorry, and I didn't actually know if he'd turn up or not. He said he probably would. So I was doing doing it all on my own, and I'd I'd slip behind the record time but i was still fine with that like i thought i was probably going to get the second fastest ever time and i thought well that's quite that's quite good that's all right um, yeah. but michael turned up and he was like no no we're going to break the record and i'm like oh really michael can't we just have a relaxing you know a relaxing jog <laughs> and he was like no no we can do it we're going to do it and he you know he'd made a special effort to come out and he's brought his dog along dusty and uh and i thought oh we've got to try hard for him i suppose and, and yeah we ended up breaking it just by 11 minutes so it's quite exciting at the end um brilliant yeah and it was you know it was all down to him really he really um Politely bullied me, I suppose, is the be is the best way to 
to I like friends like that. They're good. What, what, so what, what is the time? Uh, so I ran it in 17 hours and 31 minutes, um, which was only, yeah, only 11 minutes under the previous record, which has stood for, it has stood for 10 years. I'm still surprised. I've, you know, I didn't expect to have the record for long at all. I, I don't know of loads of other attempts, but there was at least one other attempt last year. And I, I'd expect there to be more, more this summer. So we'll see what happens, I suppose. Oh, that that is something. I, I like the way you put only eleven minutes. Um, it's like that's you know we're talking some things that go down to the down to the nose, the button, right? Now we've got a section. In, you know, I'm I'm talking to quite a, a an elite runner and an established um, <laughs> member of the ultra running, but I'm still going to go for the pitch it, bitch. Segment. <laughs> so have you oh. got anything? Any new books or any? coaching or talks that you've got coming up that you'd like to oh, crap. promote yeah you did warn me you did you did notify me of this and i was meant to come up with something wasn't i so but i, I, I really haven't um okay. uh, i mean you kindly said i could mention my coaching or something but i, I mean i've got yes. i've got lots of clients i don't need i don't necessarily need any more for now um uh, but i love i love doing that i suppose oh, i suppose yeah if people could get in touch in about a year maybe when i maybe got less clients after people have done their big races that would be nice that? yeah there you go <laughs> um, and then for yeah. For you know, getting you to come and do talks and so on—is it just talks that you do? Oh, you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't. Events? I'm pretty boring. You yeah. wouldn't want me to come along to do one of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some people occasionally. Yeah, it still terrifies me. But but people started asking me to come and do talks. Love it. Um, so, but it's yeah, I, I find it really frightening. So please don't invite me. So, so so excellent. So if everybody could not contact um, in a uh, could not contact Damien, and if you see him on Facebook, if you could just take him off it. Yes, yes, this is good. This is, this yes, is please. What we like. I think I think I'll put Ted Jackson in contact with you to to help you with self promotion. How to do it? Okay. Now, listen, Damien. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, and thanks very much for. Um, you know, spending time because I know that you're, you're out and about and have a great 2020 from us all at, at the checkpoint. Well, and off he goes. Before I go, yeah. before I finish my slip yeah. down my table, yeah. well, thank you yeah. ever so yeah. much for having me on and um, thanks for all the kind words. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to look into your races and try and get along to some of them because I hear good things. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And I hope you have a great year yourself. Brilliant stuff. And so off he goes running into the distance. I'm going to cut a melon, have some flapjacks, get some extra tea because he's drank it all. <laughs> and uh, thanks ever so much from At The Checkpoint. See you, Damien. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>